Hey friend, I'm Tawny. I'm a mid-twenties girl with a passion for ending global poverty, abolishing sex trafficking, and keeping mamas with their babies. I created the Kindred Movement so that other women who are passionate about world change can connect with artisan women and men around the world and help them support their families. We are kindred spirits with the artisans who are across the globe. They are women just like us who would like to provide for their families in a dignified way. They don't want charity, they want an opportunity. We can provide that for them by partnering together to buy and share their beautiful products and by inviting other kindred spirits to join us and create a ripple effect, a movement for change. Keep following along to learn how you can use your buying power for good. We are kindred spirits and now we are friends. Welcome back to episode 10 of the Kindred Movement podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the stories you've been hearing so far, and I can't believe we're already on episode 10. I have so many more amazing artisan stories to share with you. Today I'm going to share about two ladies in Nepal. We work with two different groups there with Trades of Hope, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about Nepal and a little bit about those groups and all about those ladies' stories. So just to start off, Nepal is a landlocked country located in southern Asia between India and China. Today, it is one of the poorest and least developed countries in the world, with more than 25% of its residents living at or below the poverty line. Many people in Nepal are extremely vulnerable to various forms of exploitation. This modern slavery plays out in sex trafficking, as each year, 10,000 plus women and girls are trafficked from Nepal into the international sex trade. With Trades of Hope, we are honored to partner with groups in Nepal to help sell their handmade products for a fair wage. These artisans are now provided with education, household allowances, low-interest loans, seminars on health, nutrition, and women's rights by participating in this group. By creating these products, these women have an opportunity to earn their own income, provide for their families, and see their creativity thrive. At Trades of Hope, we believe that generational change is happening in Nepal. The first story I want to share with you is about Amina, and it's a shorter story. Amina is one of our artisans from a lowland region in southern Nepal. Before partnering with our artisan group, she was confounded by her society's beliefs that women shouldn't be making an income for their families. This belief restricted the freedom and income of her family. Since joining this group, Amina has learned of her rights, duties, and opportunities available to her. She's a hard worker and takes pride in her ability to create beautiful goods. She revels in her independence and empowerment, saying this has made a vast difference and greatly improved her family's quality of life. Amina has not only developed a craft, but has developed herself into a strong, empowered woman. Next, I'm going to share with you the story of Maya, a shy girl who dreamed of independence in Nepal. This is what she says. I am Maya. I'm 18 years old, and I'm from the eastern part of Nepal. I was born and brought up in a normal family. Our family's income was mostly dependent on agriculture. My parents worked hard to provide for every basic need I had until I reached 12th grade. Growing up, I was a little introverted and always felt uncomfortable speaking to older people. I was especially so scared of my father, although he was a loving man. 
As my days went on, I was happy. I was still in school, but somehow I could not stop dreaming about wanting to stand up on my own two feet. I had a friend in school who lived in a village nearby. She would visit my home often, as so would I. While visiting and hanging out with her, I became very close to her uncle. I felt comfortable talking to him. He suddenly became like family to me. In my free time, I started visiting him often and went to learn karate with him. I just wanted to know about the game, and I didn't know enough to play as a competitor. As time went by, he told me about opportunities in India, about great competitions that I could participate in. He told me I was good enough to compete and that he would take me to participate in the competition. I did not feel ready for it, but he convinced me otherwise. Despite my reluctance, I decided to go with him. I told my mother, but I was too terrified to tell my father. I was scared that he would not accept my decision or give me permission to go. As I began my journey with him, he told me we had to cross the border to go into India. It did not seem like a problem to me, but he asked if I would cross it alone. I didn't understand at first, but I agreed. He told me he would meet me on the other side, and after that, we would board the train to Delhi. While I was crossing the border, I was stopped by the Our Daughters staff in Joppa. They questioned my whereabouts and asked me why I was crossing the border. They were curious as to why I was alone if I was going for such a huge competition. I told them about my uncle and the competition I was participating in, but they couldn't find him waiting for me on the other side. Our daughters counseled me and informed me about the high risk of trafficking in and out of our country. They referred my case to the Nepali police, and they, later on, came to find out that he had no proper documentation or proof that we were headed to India for a competition. We later came to find out that his true intentions were to traffic me. I was shocked at the false hopes he presented for me. With the help of our daughters, I registered a case on human trafficking against him. After that, I decided to move back home, but the stigma in society would not let me adjust back to my normal life. They would question me and my character. They called me names and made my family feel ashamed of having me back home. I contacted the sisters at Our Daughters after that. I told them about my situation at home. They suggested I come to one of their safe homes and told me about different opportunities I had of learning skills and training at the office. As I graduated from the safe home, I was moved onto the training center where I was able to learn the skill of tailoring. With additional training, I was informed of the opportunity to work at the garment factory in Kathmandu. As I arrived there, I was in shock. I met so many other sisters like me that had the same stories as me, but they were free. They were living a dignified life, working and earning for themselves and their family. My parents are now proud of what I do, and I send them a monthly allowance. Trades of Hope is partnering to empower women like Maya to change their stories, especially through our brand new clothing line that just launched. Weren't those two beautiful stories of hope? If you would like to hear more stories like this, be sure to subscribe to the Kindred Movement podcast. I just wanted to share some of my thoughts about this. I absolutely loved the simplicity of the first story I shared, but I loved Maya's story and hearing about that cool group, Our Daughters. Kind of confusing at first, but that's the name of that organization if you figured that out. But I loved hearing that story and it's crazy how 
girls can be taken advantage of so easily, manipulated, and I just love that they were there at the border and that they're preventing stuff like this. And I love that now she has the opportunity to create beautiful clothing. So you can take action today and create more stories of hope like this by shopping with me. Head to kindredmovement.com to shop, learn more about hosting an event with me, and about joining me in this movement. Please rate, share, subscribe to this podcast so that others can hear these beautiful stories of hope. Head to my Instagram and give me a follow at tawny.austin. I would love to connect with you. Thanks for listening.